sound speed, camera, speed. All right. All right, all right. We're here. Let me just make sure my hair is um, okay. It looks fab. Thank you. You look so long. Thank you. I want it to be past my butt. Not past. I think I want it to hit my butt, you know? How many times do you think it'll go in the toilet? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever had to deal with that before with my hair length. Well, let me tell you. It's shitty. <coughs> Hello. Greetings. Hi. Thank you guys for coming back. Welcome back. I guess you weren't limited to how many helpings of us you needed. So you came back for seconds. That was really fucking good. You know, I used to like perform and do comedy. Oh my I don't God. know if you've ever like heard of Second City. Like, what? What is that? Kind of a big deal. What? Hi. Hi. I'm Megan Flood. And I'm the aerobics instructor that sleeps with your dad, Sentisha Coates. And welcome back to Limited, Limited Two. Yes. It's a nostalgic podcast where we talk about the things that we loved growing up, and we're excited to see you back. What are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about one of our favorite things in life. Disney Channel original movies. Let's watch a Disney Channel movie. And now we're let's drawing watch a Disney Channel movie. We're doing it. We're drying the Disney. We're drying the Disney ears. We did that last episode, I think, at a portion. We did. We did, and I talked yeah. about drawing penises instead. Yes. Do you think maybe that's what they did though? Like, they might like. When they're just sitting on the green screen, I think that could have been something that they've act- the actors were doing. They're like, I'm just drawing, they're literally just drawing dicks, but they put in Mickey ears instead. I'm sure at least one person, when they were doing those, yeah. thought about a dick. Who do you think? I think it was Kyle Massey. I don't know. I think it was Miley. Oh, Miley would totally have drawn Miley a dick. Would totally draw a dick. I miss Kyle Massey. He's on TikTok. Oh, well, let's... Kyle, if you're watching, what's good, bro? What's good in the house? Because of Corey in the house. What's good know? in the house? I didn't actually watch Corey... Oh, well, I, I won't tell him that if he's watching this, but... I was going to say, you're totally going to ruin our relationship I'm with so Kyle. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Jesus. I'm sorry. I keep, like, fixing my bangs. <laughs> They're just like, like... I just don't want them to look like Justin Bieber bangs. You know what I mean? Like... I mean, it is a nostalgic podcast, so yeah. That's but the vibe. I also want to look hot. <laughs> I mean, hello. Do you know how many hoes he pulled with those bags, baby? Yeah, but uh, all right. Fair point. Fair point. Wow. I'm so excited to be talking about decoms. I feel like these are like the stories that really did just like raise us. You know? Oh, absolutely. I know there are a lot of people who are like. Disney Channel was for people with money and Nickelodeon was my jam. And we're going to get into no- Nickelodeon, okay? Don't worry about it. We will. Like, we we're going to go there. We will. We have to. We have to. But we had to start with Disney Channel original movies because there's so many. 
Like, we started and we were like, let's do our top five, okay? Let's do, like, our favorite ones. And once we started really researching, it was like... We, we literally could not pick. I was like, fuck, what about Cheetah Girls? What about Xenon? What about, like, it was just like, oh my god, we cannot pick a top five. So we've decided to break it down by year. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to start, this episode is going to be about, like, the late 90s stuff. So we're going to go into, like, Brink, Johnny Tsunami, um, freaking... Xenon. Xenon. Poor Sense. Poor Sense, which so many people forgot about, which is very I unfortunate. I am one of those people. It's okay. It's all right. I was just, I was just really obsessed with Andy Lawrence. Because he was, like, attainable, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. To my 10-year-old mind. Yeah. What else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Don't Look Under the Bed. Ooh. The those. 13th year. Oh, my God. The 13th year. And we, I can't wait. We're going to talk, we're gonna give you guys a little um, detail that I don't think anyone realizes when we were watching it. I can't wait to tell you guys about it. Oh but that's the tea. That's that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so excited. And let's just dive in. Dive right in. You know what? That would have actually been perfect if, like... We said dive in, and the first one we talk about is 13th year, but we're going to go in chronological order, so yeah, that's not going to happen. We're going to dive right into Brink. 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 Tish, I have a question for you. Yeah. When you woke up today, did you say you were going to talk or you were going to skate? Every day I wake <laughs> up and I ask myself that question before I get out of bed. It's... It's an important question to ask yourself because, like, are you going to be fucking lame and just talk to people or are you going to brink? Brink it. I'm literally always trying to brink. (laughs) Like, anyone's like, what are you trying to do today? What are you doing this weekend? I'm brinking, bro. I'm trying to brink and I'm trying to boink, you know? Brink and boink. Brink and boink. That's, you know what? I'm brink, she's boink. That's actually very on brand. So we're changing the name of the podcast from Limited to to Brink and Boink. <laughs> Stay tuned next next week for that. That's I I love it. I think the thing I love most about Brink that uh, I think everyone can agree with uh, is Eric Von Detten is just it. That's just, it, it, it's he is. I still dream about Eric Von Detten. I might have dreams about him kissing my little lipsies, giving me some here and here. Oh, both oh. pairs of lips. The brink and the boink, Eric Fontaine. <laughs> which one's brink and which one's boink? You tell me. I don't know. Because bo- this could be boink in many different ways. Amen, sister. Amen. And by this, I'm pointing at my mouth. Her mouth is a boink. Could be a boink. I mean, honestly, Eric is for sure one of my first crushes. Yeah, yeah. Ever. And he I, he is one of, I have a, a variety of certain types that I go for romantically. And I definitely think that he set the mold for the skater boy that I loved in high school, I mean, there was a period where I hung out at the skate park. We all hung out at the skate park in the town that I'm from. And I was trying to see, I was looking for my my next thing. I you was were looking, looking for, for your brink. I was looking for the brink to my boink. To the brink to boink, yeah. Period. Wow. Mm. 
Yeah, he Eric. really did. He did set that bar, man. He yeah. he was just like he had. It was the it was the hair. It was his oh. cute, gorgeous, beautiful blonde locks. Oh my I mean, gosh. oh my god, that is such like a '90s haircut too. It is. It really is. I mean, Leo had that haircut. Leo had that haircut. Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt at one point. Remember, they got the same. That's haircut. right. Yes, like that is such. JTT had that haircut. Oh, JT. Oh. Boinky me. Boink. Boink. <laughs> Can we add a sound effect to that? Boink. Boink. Like, holy shit, JTT. Yeah, that was the oh. 90s haircut. For, yeah. Oof. Man. Mm. He was also, Eric Von Denton was in So Weird, which I think is a show that lots of people forgot about. Oh, my God. And... Patrick Levis, Levis, I don't even know how to say his last name. Wait, it's so weird. We're going to have to do an app on that. We are. We because are. Because that. I would love to just like do what Rachel Bilson and uh, uh, Melinda Clark, is that her name? Melinda? Yes, Melinda. What Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark are doing and uh, just watch So Weird and just have a whole other podcast dedicated I mean, to us rewatching that. It was spooky. It, it was, was so spooky. spooky. But it was so cool. And I remember just thinking they were like the coolest family. Yeah. Like you're fucking, <sighs> you're literally living on a tour bus. Like, is that not every kid's dream? Also, every kid's dream in regards to a tour bus is also like the tour bus breaking down in front of your house and like the lead singer being like, hey, we have, is that just me? Like, hey, we, we, our tour bus broke down right in front of your suburban home and we have to stay the night. I had that dream about Pierre Bouvier from Civil Plan. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. That might just be me. I think that's just That me. might have been a weird childhood fantasy before I knew what fantasies were. Mm-hmm. I think so. We're going to have to unpack that later. We're going to have to unpack that later. <laughs> but Brink, I mean, how do you think it holds up, like, mm. you know, with obviously looking back on things from our childhood, some things don't hold up as well. It's true. It's true. Um, there, there is one line in Brink that is horrible, and it was. I think it, it was horrible even at the time when, uh, at the end, when Va- or when um, Brink has to go up against Gabriella. Is that her name, Gabriella? Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. and she's, she's saying something, and Val's like, shut up, why don't you go back to Mexico or something? And it's like, Ugh. And it was uh, in the movie too because Brink was like, "Hey man, <laughs> don't you fucking see?" Well, at least that. he stood up yeah. for her. Like it wasn't like it just this blew it off, right? Yeah. Okay, but honestly, I I feel like it holds up because the story itself. A little bit of background about Brink, uh, if you need to be reminded, uh, Brink is about a kid who is on. Uh, I wasn't saying you to be right. <laughs> people that are right. listening. Right, right. <laughs> so a little bit of backstory about Brink. Uh, the premise is that this kid uh, is a part of a little skate team with his best friends. And then his family runs into some financial troubles. And he's got to join Team X-Blades, which is like the mean douche kids. And like selling out hard. You yeah, know? it's a sell. Yeah, he's selling out. And uh, he does that to make money because he's literally the best skater on Venice Beach. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and it's all a story about like friendship and just like not like, uh, like finding just like the true meaning of uh, support. Friendship, support. Yeah. 
staying true to yourself and yeah. what you love without fucking being a sellout. Uh, yeah. And you know? being a dick, you know? And being standing up for asshole. your friends. And standing up for your friends. Yeah, yeah. So I think it does hold up. I think if kids... I, I, could, I would show that to my kids today. I think if I had kids, I would show it to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think it absolutely holds up. Yeah, I do too. It definitely brought back all the feels rewatching it i was just like oh and even though val is a total asshole i still thought he was hot and he was an asshole in multiple things he was he he just has that asshole he just has that asshole face like you really do (laughs) see him and it's like i want to punch you on sight you know like on sight i just want to punch you and then kiss you a little bit honestly that's so real like yeah I also think it's funny that, like, he's just, there's just something about, like, the blonde boy and then the kid with, like, the brown hair and the brunette hair that's, like, that's the bad guy. That's the bad guy. That's what makes you feel like he's the bad guy. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, what is that, what is that, like, why do they do that? (laughs) He did have that, uh, oh, fuck. What's the prince's name from Shrek? Farquaad? Prince, uh, Yeah. King Farquaad. He had that Farquaad haircut. He did have that Farquaad haircut. Like, he is very reminiscent. Oh, my. Anyway, look- we're going to have to. There's a side-by-side. Tell us in the comments what uh, what you think about that. Yeah. <laughs> if you agree or disagree. Get into some arguments online. We love to see online bullying. We- <laughs> Fuck. Talking about Brink and uh, being friendship friendship for life. Friendship for life. Don't sell out. <laughs> yeah, that is basically like one of the original 90s. It is. I think it it came out in 1998. So it's got to be one of the first three, I'd say. Oh my God. Do you remember what you were doing in 98? Ooh. I don't even want to say how old I was in 98 because people are going to be like, yeah, maybe. But I remember everything so well. You, that's where you take in the most is when that's you're a child. True. That's true. That's where it starts. I was in kindergarten. I'll say it. Did you see that? I just she, threw up yeah. in my mouth. It's um, fine. It's fine. It's fine. I was in like fourth grade. Ooh. Fourth grade. I was terrified of anyone older. I'm still terrified of anyone older than me. <laughs> She's like, oh my God. Seriously, when I got to college, I... I hardcore like was a freshman and the sophomores even who are like some of my best friends to this day like I was absolutely terrified of them and I don't I don't know what that little weird complex they have is but we're gonna break down a lot of shit we're gonna unpack that later too you guys this is about to turn into some therapy online therapy who needs headspace when you've got break and boink (laughs) All right. And on that note, talk about Xenon. The the future. The future. I mean, wow. Xenon. She's she's not, Xenon is not a girl of the 20th century. She's very much a girl of the 21st century. Came out in 1999. You want to give us a little uh, rundown of Xenon? I mean,. Xenon was like the coolest person. Like I I wanted to be her so bad. And I remember like hating her parents. Like it's like why do they not understand her? And when they sent her to Earth, like 
I'm like, you guys are so fucking stupid. Like, I remember, like, before I knew, you know, I wanted something bad to happen to them. You know what I mean? Because she's trying to save them, and they're like, oh, you're just being a reckless teenager. You're going to go to Earth and be with your aunt. And I just remember being like, I kind of hope something does happen to them to teach them a lesson. You're like, I hope that they, like, sleepwalk into an airlock and someone just pushes that button and sends them flying out into the universe, into the ether. Bye. (laughs) So, yeah, Xenon. (laughs) Yeah, so Xenon is, what is her name? Ashley. Kristen. Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen, um, can't, uh... Kirsten Storms. Oh my gosh. So good. So it's Xenon and she's like a... Re- I don't even know if I'd say rebellious teenager. She's just a teen. She's just a teen. She's just a teen. Bebe. <laughs> and, you know, she's just trying to look out for her family and do the right thing. And she does go about things in a little, you know, disorderly con, con- conning kind of way. <laughs> She causes a little bit of mayhem. A little bit. Just slightly, you know. And her parents sent her to Earth. And, you know. I I always think it's so funny that they say they're grounding her. I did not, like, get that as a kid. And when I rewatched it in my adult years that they're, like, grounding her. I'm like, they're literally sending her down to Earth. Bye. Amazing. Sorry, keep going. And, you know, her best friend... Nebula, who is played by the 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 greats, the one and only Raven Simone. Our our queen. Our queen. I mean, for real. Raven, if you're listening to this, you inspired all of this weirdness. Okay, honey. Yep. Okay, yep. honey. Or like or like she inspired all of this weirdness. <laughs> Was that good? Was that, that was good? That was so good. That was so good. You gotta get it. Get it. You gotta like feel it from the gut. Oh, sorry for those listening on headphones, but <laughs> you're welcome. No, but yes, and her best friend is trying to help her basically stop their planet from coming to Destruction! Yes, there is some evil mastermind work going on by these corporate assholes. And they're like, we're going to send this space station collapsing into Earth. And of course it's corporate fucking assholes. Leave it it to some fucking corporate money-hungry motherfuckers to be like, you know what? Let's blow this shit up. Who gives a fuck? We don't care who dies. We don't care. Families. (laughs) Dogs. All people, Xenon's parents, send them. Get them out of here. Get them out. Get them out. Get out. They don't care about Xenon's parents. They don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> and Xenon, you know, tries to stop them. She's, in, she's on Earth, and she is just getting shit on. On Earth, there's this little fucking bitch. Margie. Oh, my God. I hate, I hated Margie. So She is such a good bad guy like she was like literally not even trying to hold back that she hated hated her from the jump and obviously it's jealousy i mean xenon came with these cool like metallic clothes her boyfriend her 
or who she wanted to be her boyfriend, yeah, he didn't Gregory want her. Smith, Gregory. okay, was checking for Xenon and Margie was like, oh, she's weird. She's that. She's that. It's like, uh, jealousy is not a good color on you, boo. No, but you know what is a good color on her orange when she wears, she's got this really great orange top that she wears at the end of the movie with, it's got like the frillies on the like hem. That's something that I picked up on when I rewatched it. Also, so, I'm sorry. So we're giving like a synopsis of uh, <laughs> the movie. Yeah. So she saves, she saves her, uh, her people. She saves her space station and, um, and she saves her friends. I mean, wow. She is the girl of the 21st century. Do you know that that movie is set in 2049, which is like tomorrow? Oh my God. Doesn't that hurt? That really does. Do you think we'll be, do you think we'll be there, uh? up in a space station in 2049 like that's where humanity will be i probably won't be alive you're not gonna be alive in 2049 no why (laughs) i think i'm gonna get boinked to death (laughs) by eric von detten fingers crossed (laughs) fingers crossed you know and let's talk about the lingo in xenon they have the most like reverse grammar but Rewatching it, I was like, this is actually how a lot of us talked back in the day, where we put like the noun and then the adjective adjective after the noun. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do they say? They say like, you're a loser extreme. Oh. And they say like, like oh. that is a problem major. Oh. But we talk like that. People still do talk like that. Yeah. Uh, like Rachel Zoe, hello. Like, <laughs> yeah. Madge, this is going to be so much. This is... Major, like people literally still talk like that, and we can all trace it back to Xenon. I think all of like, uh, I mean, honestly, that's how how I grew up. You know, it's like I was in again. I was in like first grade when this movie came out. So like, pick it up, man. You pick that shit up when you're a kid. Thank you, kid major, kid (laughs) major loser. Loser extreme. extreme. There's also a really funny, like, uh, computer hacking scene at the end of that movie. And when I was a kid, I used to get it mixed up with um, the scene in Jurassic Park when (laughs) when the the Newman from Seinfeld's like, uh, uh, uh. Nah, I would always think that those were like the same. I could totally see that scene. It's like the same, like, dark. Yes, I could see that. The same, like, environment. <laughs> that is so funny. Also, I mean... We can't leave out... Zoom, 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 and my heart go boom, boom, supernova girl. Like Zetus Lapidus, y'all. Zetus Lapidus. That... Protozoa could absolutely... Could, could, what do we say? Bink, boink, boingy? Boink. Brink, boink into my... Yeah. Giny doink. He could... Boink his way into my universe anytime. He could hit up my dark black hole down there any day. He could hit my black hole with his Milky Way any day. I mean, damn, them frosted tips, honey. Oh. I think he might have begun the frosted tips. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to give him that. I I, may- I don't know. It might be, <laughs> it might be this guy. Where is Lance? Who? What? This guy right here? I don't here? know. Lance? What? was like truly Lance I am wearing an NSYNC t-shirt for those of you who are not watching and only getting half the experience 
but I just like RuPaul's Untucked, you're only getting half the half, half the, the show, story. right? And I think that he or Justin might, I don't know. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Also, Lance, if you are watching this, her number one first crush was Eric Von Detten, but you, sir, were and are still one of my biggest crushes. So, um, hats off to you, uh, m'lady. Yeah. Well, I say Eric was my first, but like. I know, I know, I know. There's just so many. There's so many. JC was a huge one for me. I will go. Really? JC? Interesting. I'm not upset by it. I just. I was on the Lance train, man. Well, we're obviously going to do a boy band episode and we are going to get into that. But (laughs) let's just say when the girlfriend video came out, I had a mental breakdown. (laughs) Would you be my girlfriend? Why is he with that bitch? (laughs) Oh. Xenon, honestly, like, still, does it hold up? I think so. Yeah, abs- I think so, too. We just have some really nice themes of, like, you know, growing up in that movie. Lots of... Uh, just, Standing up for yourself. Yeah, and and trusting your gut when you know that, mm-hmm. like, someone is not okay. Yeah. And is going to be harmful to you. So, um, yeah. I think it holds up. I'm going to probably say all these hold up, honestly, but it's... It's so fun. And the costumes in that are just revolutionary. Oh, so I you can't be mad. You can't be mad. I mean, it's bright colors, it's metallics, the cuts. I mean, a lot of that shit's coming back hard right now, so I'm yeah. living for it. Like I'm We uh, are interplanetary magastatic and there's no gravity between us. We're all wearing pink metallic. Did that kind of rhyme? It felt like it rhymed in my head. I don't know. We'll play it back and uh, see if it rhymed. You tell us. Leave it in the comments. Leave it in the comments of Megan rhymed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. Speaking of rhyming, the 13th year is a dear to my sphere of the rear. I mean... What a segue. You really segued that so I, Did well. I do that so good or what? Yes. And the Oscar goes too, honestly. You know, I think they should make an award just for transitions and segues. And I should be the first inaugural. And would you, when you receive it, would you write on on a segue? I'd write on on a segue, but then I'd leave on a horse. What if the horse was riding the Segway? I feel like I just want to see the Segway. 2049. What if it was half horse, half Segway? That's... That's interplanetary. The 13th year. (laughs) What? uh, I used to love this movie i used to think he was so hot so hot he also just seemed like so old and so like mature and just Mm -hmm. like again i was maybe probably gonna be terrified of him if i met him in real life because he was older and more mature and that's something that i am dealing with as a human (laughs) he was so hot though yeah terrible actor though terrible Terrible actor I mean, oh. just there's nothing going on between the uh, between the eyes, or I guess behind the eyes too. No. There's there, and you know he was probably like 15 when he filmed it, so it's like who's a good actor when they're 15 besides Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning? But like, 
boy, dude, like, it was rough. It was a rough watch as an adult. It, it was. It was. It was. I, I don't know if it holds up, honestly. Like, it's fun. It's a good time. But I don't feel like actively, like, sitting down and watching it. I don't know if I'm... I enjoyed it as much as I did growing up. No. There were a lot. So we did a drinking game when we were watching the 13th year. And (laughs) I mean, by the end of it, we were hammered. Fucking toasted. Like These are some of the things that we did. And um, some of the things that we did was uh, drink every time they say Cody, which they literally, I mean, like any kind of childhood program, they're saying everybody's name every five seconds. So that alone just got us like past tipsy. Yeah. And then anytime you went in the water, because if you don't remember, he was on swim team. Oh, so here's a little synopsis for you. Um, So 13th year is about a mermaid who... um, (laughs) Merman. No, she's a mermaid. A mermaid. I thought she was talking about Oh, turn, her turn. (laughs) So a mermaid, um, she's trying to escape this guy who's trying to catch her. And so to protect her child that she's like, uh, like uh, when she's swimming away from the guy, she puts him in a little basket on a boat and then she goes and like escapes the guy. But then this family, this couple finds the baby and they're like, oh my God, what's this baby doing on our boat? And they adopt him. They raise him as their own. And then on his, like when he turns 13 he starts to what most kids go through is puberty but he starts to go and turn into a fucking fish fish. and he grows fins and he starts to stick to a lot of things which is some fun little innuendo in that movie right there puberty hello um what 13 year old's bedroom isn't sticky uh, yeah Disney's, Disney knows what they're doing. Disney knows exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's all about him. It's a coming-of-age story. So that's really, it's all simple. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it wasn't, it's it's not my favorite. I'll just say it. Like, it's fun, and it's, rem, it, it, it makes me reminisce, but um, the only thing that really kicked me out, <laughs> we lost our freaking shit. Probably because we were drunk at this point. But, um... You want to you wanna tell them the big news? So, we're watching the movie, and, you know, I... We're, we're pretty tipsy at this point, and there's the point where he is at the water fountain, and he is sipping... He's taking way too long at this Because he's thirsty. He needs water some water. Fountain. And this is when he's very much becoming a fish, and we know that... I, I said... Oh my god, is that Kristen Stewart? Baby Kristen Stewart, y'all. Literally, if you look up her IMDb, this is her first credited role as an actor. Ever! She is pissed at that fucking (laughs) water fountain. She's like, this fucking dude is taking forever, and I gotta go to class before the bell rings. She gave us all that character work as we just pan past her in the line. I mean... We literally did lose our shit, though. I did. I left the room. I was shook. (laughs) She left the room and closed the door of the living room that we were in. She just was gone. I was gone. I I could... I literally could not This is her first credit ever this is pre-panic room i mean she was a literal child i don't even know how i picked that up but i just yeah i saw that little haircut that little haircut and i was like yep the eric von denton (laughs) she had the eric von denton she had the eric von denton she did and oh my god i knew right away that was her we were geeking out 
losing it's it. It's so funny. So fucking funny. I mean, the thing with the 13th year, too, is like, it doesn't hold up the same. Especially, like, the way, like, the way that the, what's the little nerdy kid, Jesse? Jesse. Oh, that hurt. His story is so sad. They're so mean to poor little Jesse. And then Jesse's dad has like this weird like fascination with the mermaids and it's very creepy. And like, yeah, it's just very like I don't know. It just was like It's hard to watch. It's It's hard to watch. Like also there was something really weird in that movie how like his Cody and his best friend, who whatever his fuck name is, um, I don't know, the the best friend character he is best friends with him one second and then like he blinks and the kid doesn't like him anymore do you is i don't know i mean that's <laughs> that's adolescence that's that's true that it's is like you're hot and you're not you're hot or you're not bitch what's that no i just yeah it on top of the bad acting also david coulier is the fucking oh. dad we were like, is that fucking Joey? We did not. I never until being adult realized that that, that was him. It's fucking Uncle Joey. It's Joey. Who knew? I shook. Again, left, closed the door. She did. Left and closed the door. It's too much. So the 13th year, just for those little surprises alone, are fun. And it's fun, but... Yeah. It doesn't have the best. Compared to the other ones that have so much soul and like meaning. Yeah. You yeah. know, it definitely falls short. I don't I think something that doesn't fall short though is uh smart house. If any kid at our age hears the words smart and house together, they immediately start sl- singing Slam Dunk the Funk by five. Or Say La Vie by Bewitched. Or Say La Vie. Say La Vie. I mean, that movie is just iconic. It is just an iconic piece of ass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the dad. <sighs> Dilf, bro. Actual hardcore Dilf. He plays Peyton's dad on. One Tree Hill, too. So he just... He graces our screen all the freaking time, man. Freaking time. He is so hot. He is so hot. And I think he was wearing a little eye makeup, but he still could get it. Yeah, no, he had some Pete Wentz things going on. Yeah. Uh, with the, could, maybe they were just dark circles. Because, you know, he was old. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know. He looked like they... That little couple, like, they were they were a cute little they couple. They were a beautiful the couple. They were so attracted so together. I love when Disney channels actually have like a kiss scene. You know what I mean? Like, because we don't get that very often. We don't often get that. Now. We get like the hug or the kiss on the cheek. Or the almost kiss. Or and the then almost they the fake out. Someone yeah. runs in the room or like, hey, and they get distracted. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see like a real smooch on the screen and by two beautiful people. Yeah. Smart House was truly, like, revolutionary. I mean, I feel like the closest thing we have now to what they had in that movie is Alexa, and she can just turn the lights on and off. Like, uh, they 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 had, like, freaking FaceTiming before we even oh, yeah. had an yeah. idea that FaceTime could be a thing. The yeah. rooms, like, the virtual rooms. Like, <gasps> they could literally feel the mist from the beach. Like, what? What? This is what dreams are made of, Like says Hillary Duck. Just making dinner and... 
smoothie like on on sites that smoothie did not look good in that movie no it really did it not was like appetizing. a weird watery yeah i think it was down shake. basically strawberry milk essentially. it was gross it was really gross yeah. not a movie food not, not a, a movie, movie food. food no no, no. <laughs> i love smart house so i mean first off ryan merriman i mean oh just the luck of my irish oh, getting to boy. see his face on oh. screen so freaking hot absolutely embodied like what a kid in 1999 or 2000 looked like with the like guy fieri kind of shirt you know the hair the gel the gelled the, spike the hard at the front. gel all the gel all the gel just right at the front it was spiked yeah. up doesn't even say in the movie like gwen's coming how does my hair look <laughs> gwen Ooh, not a good actor gwen no gwen was she not did that thing actress. at the end when she's like bye she gave him a kiss and she does this weird hand it was so weird goodbye. Was like, bye <laughs> She's dancing with when they're at the party. She's dancing with her like cardigan, her cardigan like, wrapped around her, like <laughs> the arms, like on her waist, like she was so hugging good. herself. It was so funny. That's just hardcore, like what it's like to be that age and like be around people that you think are cute and like it. It's cringy. I cringe thinking about like dancing with boys at that age. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I mean, that's me after quarantine. <laughs> Next time I'm out, I'm gonna be like, "Is this how you do that? You like that? Is this cute? Do I put my butt here and move it around? Does this work for you? Yeah. I I really hope that you talk like that to the guys and gals that are at the club. You say that, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I don't know her." I would, I would, I would be into it. All right, well, guess we're getting married. You're, you're gonna see it. You guys are gonna see it. I'm gonna do it next time we're out. I'm gonna be like, rrr, rrr, hey! Like, that's Smart House. <laughs> Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal? She's Pat. Oh, yeah. I she's forgot. Pat. I didn't know her name. I'm sorry. Oh. I knew she's at Eight Simple Rules. I just didn't know the actress's name. Oh, she is an ace of arrows. She's the mama. I was thinking of married with children. Oh, what an impressive resume! Like I can't believe that she did Smart House. I mean, honestly, though, she went from married with children, Smart House, fucking Eight Simple Rules, and then Sons of Anarchy. That's right. She's in Sons of Anarchy. I never watched it, but I've seen like like clips and stuff. I mean, Katie, girl, and she's amazing. Like Pat, I. I know she gets a little wild at the end. She gets a little too controlling, but but, but we love Pat. We, we love, love that Pat. story. I wanted a Pat. I, I wanted we a Pat. All, yeah, we all wanted a Pat, man. Yeah, the story is very like Smart House hit different because seeing a single dad raise two kids. Yeah, and like you know, just him trying to figure it out and how so sweet like Mar- Ryan character like doesn't want his dad to like get remarried and lose like his mom you know like he's like no one's gonna replace my mom no you're not dating anyone and that's why he signs up for the smart house because he's like i'm doing all these things in school and taking care of the house like i need help you know and 
it's like so sweet but like very sad like i think that movie was the first time i ever like cried watching something i think that was the first time i was like you know when he's sitting in the room and he's watching all of his mom's old oh. videos and he's just, I, I think i was like i love me i love so me <laughs> Yeah, that that one. I'm gonna say that at the club too. Yeah, I'm just gonna be crying, thinking of my mom, like, <laughs> well, like grinding I, on some like guy, grinding on someone, like, oh my god, do you, do love, you love your, your mom? mom? <laughs> <laughs> I sure do. I sure do. But really, though, did that it was so well acted. This movie definitely. Best acting, I think, for the early 2000s. Thus far that we've watched. Yeah. For sure. Especially the last one I watched was, like, 13th year. So going from, like, that (laughs) atrocity of acting (laughs) to this where I, even as an adult, am, like, a little verklempt. I was like, damn, like, this is probably... Some good scene work, dude. There's some great scene work. Like, the scene where, you know, he storms away from the dinner table and his dad comes in the room and he's like i raised you better than that you better not ever disrespect someone like that it's like oh my they like build you know it's like they started in the storm and then they just like yeah they heightened that shit that was just like solid scene work bravo smart house bravo bravo wow so good so good so good wow and the music too. I mean, uh, we mentioned it earlier. <laughs> I mean, iconic. I, Slam dunk the fuck. I pull it up. If you got that feeling, or say you will, say you won't, say you'll do what I do. Say you do. Say to me. I think you're Say to me. That's my Irish. That's your Irish. I'm the fifth member of Bewitched. It's not not terrible. Is it not? It's kind of piratey. Oh, well, if the shoe fits. <laughs> All the pirates are from Ireland anyway. Ireland. 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 I had to do a show once where I was in an Irish dialect. Put it all to the front of your mouth like this. And you talk like this. Are you talk like this? Put it, put, put, put your tongue and put your tongue kind of hard R's like this and uh, talk like this. <laughs> oh God! So sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, and then speaking of Irish, Johnny Tsunami. Give us that segue, Tess. <laughs> segue us into it. <laughs> Johnny Tsunami. Oh, the Ir- the most Irish character the most- in. I think Johnny Tsunami is more Irish than the, than luck, the of luck of the Irish than Ryan Merriman when he turns into a fucking literal leprechaun. Oh my god, Johnny I'm Tsunami! An incredible tale. Johnny Tsunami is about a young man who is a surfer, lives in Hawaii, <sighs> wants to be just like his grandpa, who is fucking hot, by the way. So hot, like like Gilf. Hardcore Gilf. I don't think I've ever wanted to fuck a grandpa as much as I wanted to fuck his. No. Carrie, you're a sexy, sexy man, even to this day, bro. Yeah, you look good. Whatever yeah. you're doing, you ride it embraced, you can come ride us. I'll be your tidal wave. I'll be your wave. You can ride me like a wave, baby. Get your surfboard and I'll get my surfboard. Oh, yeah. 
We should just throw Beyonce into every episode slyly, you know? You don't have to tell me twice. I already do it. Okay. You actually do. You do. So, yeah. um, He wants to be just like his grandpa, but his dad is like, no, no, no. You need to be, like, a more, like, present person in society and, like, go to school. And, like, you can't just surf your whole life, son. And dad's such a square. Just such a square, honestly. And uh, they move to Vermont because uh, dad gets a job out there and Johnny's like super out of like feels out of place doesn't have any friends uh finds the that the snow is almost very much like the waves and uh the preppy kids that he goes to school with are, introduce him to skiing and he's like I'm not good at skiing and then he runs into the one and only Lee Thompson Young uh rest in peace sir in peace. uh runs into him and Lee, Lee Thompson Young's character introduces him to snowboarding. And so it's all about like how he adapts to snowboarding and how uh, honestly segregated the two sports are from each other. And like uh, he Johnny kind of teaches everyone how to like come together and be uh, be kind to each other in the end, even though some of the preppy kids don't really get that. <laughs> Um, and again, it's jealousy because he is very much like, oh, right. let's do a callback. Xenon. Yep. Yep. We got Kirsten, uh, Kirsten Storms in there again. Okay. We got her twice. This time she's on the other end and she's on, in the bullying side. Yes. But she realizes very quickly how cool Johnny is and embraces him for who he is. She does. But you know what? I got to say they did a really good job of like showing how uh silence is violence kind of a thing in that like she knows he's great but she doesn't ever stand up for him Mm -hmm. uh until the end she's very much like um like i'm here for you but i won't say anything to anyone who ever says right i don't want to go up against my father who's the principal of the elite prep school because this is how kirsten i was like kirsten dunce this is how kirsten storms talks she talks like she's in the 1940s johnny you look like a fine young 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 lad. You look like a fine. I could go on with this bit all day. Oh, you keep doing that, and I'll do my ears. <laughs> I can't do my ears. <laughs> that was, and it was an attempt, and I applaud you for the attempt. She said, "Oops, just this is little old me, and this is little old me, Kirsten Storms." No, so, I, I I love Johnny. Johnny Tsunami is I think that's some that's one that holds up. That's one that holds up. They really dig into some deep shit. Literally, the prep kids are called the skies and the the public school kids are called urchins. Like, how much more blatant can you get about like elitism in our society wow. than like Johnny Tsunami? Like frick, dude. Frick. Frick. It is frick. so like just layered it's just a layered movie Mm -hmm. i don't think they Mm -hmm. wanted to hold back about anything it was great Mm -hmm. and lee thompson young again we just like absolutely love you you are a jet jackson and uh so sad just i mean rest in actual peace dude yeah for real for real yeah that's too bad so kind of a funny story that i just thought of uh (laughs) when i think of jet jackson because we're talking about lee thompson young 
the night that Jet Jackson premiered um, was the day, the the night that Tropical Storm Allison hit Houston, which is not a funny story because which is not funny because like she's like what, um, but it was funny because we got locked out of the house during that night, so we were watching the Jet Jackson movie and then we were like oh let's go stand out on the porch and watch all the flooding that's happening outside because because you know white people and uh, we all just like went out on the porch and we were just like. What? She said it. You know, white people. Let's look at the flood. So we went outside. Floods we looking were, at the floods. We were. We were really just a bunch of floods looking at the floods. But our door had like uh, one of those handles that locks. If it's turned a specific way on the inside, it locks automatically on the outside. My cousin didn't know that. So like my cousin, we all like shuffle our way out on the porch. Oh and then my cousin's the last one and he closes the door and we all go, no. So then we're effectively locked out of our house during tropical storm allison in 2001 and we have to like trudge across the waters of the like rising flood out in our street to go to our neighbor's house who had a phone to call someone who had a key and then my uh my uncle bill drove over in his pickup truck and he's like raging through the waters just like i'm coming rest in peace uncle bill as well like you're fucking you were the best wow um and yeah, we got locked out of our house during Tropical Storm Allison. And I always think of that, about that because we were watching the famous Joe Jackson, the movie, the night it premiered. And I always think about that when I think of Lee Thompson Young's face. <laughs> you rock. Don't ever change. Don't ever change. Wow. Also, can we talk about the music? Oh my God. Scott Town, bro. Did it here? I'll be the you be the trumpet, I'll be the guitar. Oh, we were like really that was like Should we do a podcast? Should we make should a we, band? Should we start a I don't know. I feel like people play music more so on podcasts than in bands. Is that real? Yeah, I mean that's where music started is in podcasts. <laughs> That's true. In the year 2 BC, yeah, when yeah. people started to discover music. Elvis were, was like, click that link and subscribe <laughs> if you want to shake these hips, baby. Follow us on Instagram yeah. at Elvis Makes Music. Yeah, yeah. Little Richard was like, get into this podcast. Shut up. Shut up and listen. <laughs> no, but Johnny Tsunami, I think it still holds up. I think so too. Also, Brandon Baker, who I like, you could see me like reading something. Like, Brandon, Brandon Baker. Baker. No, Brandon Baker is. I think he was a pretty good actor. I I think. Yeah. He, I don't. I I think that he. He's actually, like, not really working today, and I'm really sad about it because I want to see more things that Brandon Baker is doing. Yeah. Brandon, if you're listening, can you make a comeback for us? We love you. We love you. Please come back. We need more people like you. We really do. We really do. Yeah, I love Johnny Tsunami. It definitely still... It holds up. It holds up. It really does. And, you know, it it made me want to skateboard or surf... (laughs) <laughs> you know what's odd Brink made me want to snowboard and Johnny Tsunami made, made me want to skate. skate what can I say I'm just a opposite kind of person <laughs> switcheroo can you segue from that into don't look under the bed for me so uh I just need you to do all of our segues I think that Johnny Tsunami 
still holds up so well. And, you know, Hawaii is such an important part. The beach, you know, being in touch with your family and yourself. And that is absolutely terrifying, which leads me to... (laughs) Being in tune with your true self is terrifying, so... Don't look under the bed. Don't look under the bed because boogeymen are also terrifying. And your inner child. Oh, don't go in there. <laughs> We're just going to very quickly touch on uh, don't look under the bed. But um, just a little brief quick synopsis if you forgot. Uh, don't look under the bed is all about um, a young girl who finds an imaginary friend who's not her imaginary friend but he is an imaginary friend and he's trying to defeat this boogeyman that is causing chaos around their small town um she finds out that he is the imaginary friend of her younger brother who she convinced he needed to grow up and then he forgot about his imaginary friend or pushed him out of his his mind and um and then they go and the big the big plot twist at the end is that the boogeyman that's causing chaos at the end uh during the whole time at the <laughs> I can't talk she's so hyped i just fucking wrote this movie so the boogeyman that's causing chaos around the town ends up actually being her old imaginary friend that she pushed away when she thought she needed to grow up because you turn into a boogeyman the imaginary friend turns into a boogeyman when you are pushed out of your human's life too quickly and not at the right time so like come on storytelling i I mean mean, talk about inner child hello really though i'm growing up too fast really cool concept that's a very cool concept but it was a terrifying movie it was a terrifying movie i was i was so scared of it as a kid and i'm honestly i was was watching it as an adult i was like i'm so scared of it now i was too and you know she didn't rewatch it no, I didn't. It's okay, because it was scary. Because it was scary, and I didn't want to go back there. The one thing I always think about when I think of Don't Look Under the Bed is the PB&J, um, that when they go into the boogie world at the end, they're, like, trudging across this old must, uh, uh, musty, this old... Um, <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> looking at your hands. You're like, ging, ging, ging. But they're uh, trudging across this old moldy uh, PB&J. You know everyone's got their, like, movie foods? There's, like... The, the, the sloppy joe the, and it takes two yeah and the cake in matilda and the, the, the oreos bugs. and oh, the parent trap. trap the bugs in um lion king when he's slurping on the bugs yeah yeah so oddly enough this uh actually not even oddly just it's very unfortunate that this uh pb and j is one of my movie foods because it was old and uh moldy but every time I see it, I'm like, I, I want it. And and I know that that's fucked up to say. I know that makes me a really, um, it just makes me uncomfortable to be around, I bet. Um, but I just needed to share my truth. Um, and not like I want to eat a moldy PB&J. What did you say? I'm scared. I'm uncomfortable. You're not the first person that's told me that. Today. Um, today. Yeah. Today. I get yelled that regularly just on the street. You know, like people get catcalled. I get told, you're uncomfortable. (laughs) Well, you look like a bitch who would eat a moldy PB&J. They say that to me on the street too. You know, lots of girls get like, hey honey, how's it going? Sweet stuff. I get, you look like you'd eat a moldy PB&J, you bitch. And You fuck. You nasty piece of garbage. I mean. 
So but, I'm glad I get catcalled in some form or another, right. you know? Glad people are noticing He's got a type. Yeah. He's got a type. But Don't Look Under the Bed was... Uh, does it still hold up? I, I'd say... It does. It does. It's, again, it's, like, scary, you know? It's, like, not something... Like, that's something that I feel like is more proper around Halloween Town. Mm. Halloween Town. <laughs> Halloween time. Oh, there's a drop for our future episodes. In the future, during Halloween, we're going to be doing a lot of uh, spooky oh, stuff. Oh, get ready. Get ready, guys. Get Halloween ready. Town. Twitches. Whatever. We got a lot of plans. Twist but, yeah. the bones and bend the back. Oh, hell yes. Um, I, I'd say it holds up. It holds up. It's fun. It's fun. It's just, it's just scary. You know, it's spooky. But you know what? They did, uh, the fingernails that the boogeyman have is actually like very much the trend right now. I mean, they're like literally like four inches long and sharp and pointy. And that's the vibe that everyone's going for with, uh, with their nails now. The originator of stiletto nails. Don't look under the bed. Disney. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Lana Del Rey could never. <laughs> could never with the nose. Okay. okay, now go from Lana Del Rey into Horse Sense with the with the Lawrence Brothers. <sighs> well. I'm just putting you on the spot to make all of these, uh, to give all of these. Well, Lana Del Rey is using pick art for her new album cover, if you haven't seen it. And I used to make pick art about the Lawrence Brothers. <gasps> That was a good segue. That was actually pretty phenomenal, if I do say so myself. Wow. I was more of a Matthew gal. Sure. I mean... And I still fuck... He's still... I mean, all of them, even Joey with his beautiful... Like his bald head. His bald, perfect eyebrows. Yeah. He could still get it. He still could get it, but Matthew is... Oh, my. So, he's just sexy, dude. Like. Oh my god. Oh. I think I was really into Andy though because like he had the movie his the other me as well and mm-hmm. like they were you know they were just the Lawrence brothers were just fucking huge mm-hmm. at that time. And like you said attainable. Attainable. Like he was like he had the freckles, he was a little chub town. I grew up a little chub town and it's just like <laughs> here we are. Um he just seemed more attainable in that like maybe his tour bus breaks down in front of my house and he has to spend the night. <laughs> She's getting up and leaving. She's closing the door. She gets up and closes the door. <laughs> but now I think um, I would absolutely fuck Matthew. Oh my gosh. I hope so he would awesome. fuck me too. He's married. Who cares? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, open relationships, anyone? It's 2021. Cheryl, move over because we come in for your man. You know, he's married to Cheryl from Dancing with the Stars. Who's Cheryl? The one with, like, the short brown hair that's won, like, a million times. I've never watched Dancing with the Stars. I don't watch it like that anyway, but I just know that they're married, and I was like, damn, she's... Oh, my God. Do they have children? Because then I... No. Okay, then he can fuck me. (laughs) He can fuck me. He can make me. If only if I can, like, grind on him at the club and dining room. Talk... Uh, only Do you I love can, your mother? I was going to say, only if he talks about his mom <laughs> while I grind on him. Oh, man. He wasn't even in Horse Sense, though, which I, I forget about. He was only in the sequel, Jumping Ship, but he, like, appears in Horse Sense for, like, oh, two God, minutes. Ship. 
ship. I love jump. jump. I, I think love I was jumping ship. Jumping I like jumping ship more, more than, than horse sense. sense. A I thousand percent. It's much more fun, you know, because like the whole premise of the, so horse sense for anyone that forgets is about a two cousins, an older cousin and a younger cousin. Uh, older one played by Joey, younger one played by Andy. Um, Andy's from a horse farm in Montana, and he goes to L.A. to stay with his cousin for a week, Joey. And uh, the whole the whole week, he's just a complete asshole to the younger cousin and uh blows him off all the time kid just has a really terrible time so he goes back to montana and then the older cousin joey gets in this uh bad car accident and he just keeps fucking up he's just very privileged and entitled so his parents are like we're sending you to the farm to stay with your cousin so when he gets there the younger cousin is like i'm gonna give give you a piece of what you gave me when i was in la tries to make his life a living hell when he's working on the farm but it's all about like appreciating hard work and like like uh putting your heart into something and like really uh giving something your all and uh the benefits of uh doing that (laughs) and i mean that's again what a good message what a great message but it was you know Jumping Ship is a lot more entertaining because, A, it's three of them in that movie instead of the two. I, I literally said three instead of the two. This is one. I put my middle finger up for those listening. Um, but it's just like, who doesn't love a story about being stranded on an island? You know? You know? Uh, but the thing that stuck out to me in Horse Sense the most, which is <laughs> bring back some hardcore memories for some people... So uh, there's a scene in Horse Sense where uh, the where there's a horse that's stuck in the mud, and he's trained like, "Nay, I need to get out." He doesn't talk, but he's he's basically like, "Stuck, get yeah. me out of here." So the cousins have to team up, uh, and it's like their bonding moment between the two of them brings them together. And what I thought of when I was watching that was fucking Homeward, Homeward Bound, Bound, and. Shadow when he's stuck in the mud pit. Peter, 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 Peter. Oh my boy. <laughs> oh Peter, I missed you so. Like literally, there's no worse moment for other than never-ending story when the when the horse literally does sink into the sand in the quicksand. Right? Is it quicksand or mud or something? I think it's quicksand. The horse, the horse dies. Other than that, Homeward Bound is one of the worst things for a child to ever watch. Ever. Traumatized, I think, all of us. Peter, oh, yeah. leave without me. Yeah. Go. I'm an old man. I can make it on my own. He doesn't say that. Pretty much. But I thought of that scene when I was watching Horse Sense, and it mm-hmm. kind of ruined it for me. But I think the story holds up, you know? Yeah. It's a nice, like... A nice, fun little tale. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that they're brothers in real life, there's a really good connection. The acting is not bad. The acting is not bad in that movie. Yeah. Not yeah, bad. Yeah. No, they it's actually brought it home in that one. Yeah. So, Tish, I have a question. What Out of these that we've chatted about, what do you think is your number one, if you could choose one? How dare you ask me <laughs> such a question? I have mine. I know mine. What's yours? I think mine's break. I think mine's brink because at that time I was really just wanting to be that kind of a per like just fucking skate you know like I I had a skateboard and I learned how to ride it and then I my dad drove over it and the skateboard broke and I stopped skateboarding but like 
I wanted to be that kind of a person, you know? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to skate with my friends and have, have a fucking grand old time. Mm-hmm. So that one resonates me with the most, the most I think. Mm. I put you on the spot. I'm so sorry. You did. So sorry. It's just, oh. You don't have to choose one. It's hard because I love, I loved Xenon, but oh, I love Smart House and Brink and Johnny. Like they all remind me of like certain points of life and, um, I'm saying like I was like a little kid, but it's still <laughs> I it still like reminds me of certain memories, so it's hard yeah to pick between those three in particular. I guess uh maybe uh filmmaking wise, which one do you think is the best? Uh production quality and acting and everything all put in together. Um it would be between Brink and uh Smart House. Sure, yeah. I think For I'd sure. go with Smart House. Yeah, yeah. I also just hot dad. Hot, hot dad. dad and Katie are incredible. So Yeah. Yeah, between those two, I think I'd have to say. But I do Hell yeah. I love Johnny too. I do love Johnny. Ugh. Just such a great story. Yeah. They they most of these are like truly hit home and just tell like, the story yeah. of like being true to yourself and being loyal to your friends and you know, standing up for what's right. Yes, that's really it. It's all about, like, standing up for what is right. You're so right. Yeah. You're so right in telling us that standing up for right. <laughs> right? Right? Did it make sense that I did? You talk good someday. And I talk Irish, too. Irish, too. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. So uh, our next chunk will be the early 2000s. Uh, uh disney channel original movies we're definitely gonna just like really split all this shit up dude because there's so much and they all deserve a nice shining light on all of them yes and we want you guys to geek out and reminisce with us so we have to break them up into sections of time because there's just too much ground to cover there's too much and it's a great problem to have. It's it a is. great problem. To I have. mean, Disney used to pump these movies out like they were almost, doing like fifteen a year. Yeah, almost. That's why we every, couldn't pick. Yeah. We, we were like literally like, how do every we? Month. How do we pick from this lineup? Yeah. It's just it's so hard. And they're all different types of eras of Disney Channel oh too. Gosh. You know, because we've got these like early nineties like ska music kind of shit, and then we've got High School Musical, which was like equally as impactful. If I won't say if not more because they're just different. They're different. They're different. And then you've got your double team, your cheater girls. Oh my God, when she rolls her ankle, come on. (gasps) Drama. So yeah, we're going to be really digging into all of the Disney Channel movies. Just chatting about them, you know. Just chatting about them. Just chatting. Yeah. We're going to switch it up though. So our next one, we'll get a little break in between. But we're definitely going in on the Disney and the Nickelodeon too. Yeah. You name it, we're fucking talking about it. And if you are ever interested in telling us what you want to hear, slide into our DMs. Give us a little comment. Find us on Instagram at limited to the series. No, what is it? The podcast. Find us on Instagram at limited to the podcast uh that's where we'll be putting all of our like updates and everything uh and we want to hear from you about what you want we want to hear everything about you we want to know about you too yeah we want to know about your mom (laughs) what's she up to do you love your mom as much as we do because we love your mom because we love your mom but if she was an actual dick to you we don't 
Yeah, that's true. So if you don't like your mom, we don't like her either. Yeah. But if she's a good person, you don't like her because, like, you just, for some weird reason, then we still love her. Yeah. And you know what? Regardless, we love you. We do. Unless you're a dick, then we don't love you. Yeah. I like a <laughs> dick, then. But, but we really do love you guys. Love you Thank so you so much. much for tuning in. Seriously. Wow. Let's watch a Disney Channel movie. Let's watch a Disney Channel movie. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you guys so much. My, I have been Megan Flood. And I have been Ryan Merriman. God damn it. You always keep changing up the names. I'm just saying my name and you're like, okay, let me think. Let me think. If you're Ryan Merriman, can I be the house from Smart House? Yeah, be Pat. Okay. No, I just want to be the house, like okay. the building. Okay. She's the foundation of the Smart House. Um, yeah. I'm where it all starts, baby. Yeah. Or your mutt. The dog. The dog is beautiful. I'll be the the dog. I want to be the rat from Smart House. That's it. You're Ryan Merriman. I'll be the rat that you pick up and I deliver you a letter. Butler is his name. <laughs> Our face. If you're just listening to this, I need you to know that Tisha's face completely dropped and fell. When into... she brought up the rat, I got upset. <laughs> so we're gonna end it on that note, and I'm gonna handle business with Megan. <laughs> no, please. No. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to handle business. <laughs> okay.